Hello, and welcome to the Outlier Podcast, the podcast for everyone who is interested in building better homes. My name is Evangelia, and I'm hosting this podcast with Anthony, founder of Outlier, who is passionate about creating beautiful and high-performing homes. Together, we sit down once a month to chat with industry experts to help educate Australians about the potential of creating healthy, comfortable and energy-efficient homes. We hope you join us on this journey. On this episode of the Outlier podcast, we are talking with sustainability enthusiast and owner of EcoSky Windows, Monica Rogers. EcoSky Windows is a relatively new player on the Australian market and is already making a huge impression. Monica is the driving force behind EcoSky and she sits down with us today to tell us about the things that make their fenestration systems unique and why we should consider glazing as one of the top priorities during the construction or renovation of our homes. If you've ever wondered what kind of difference higher quality windows would make in a home, this is the episode for you. Okay, let's let's get straight to it, Monica. Can you tell us exactly um, what it is that you do? Introduce yourself and EcoSky to us and our listeners. Cool. So thanks, Evangelia. So I am yeah, Monica, the, the founder of EcoSky Windows, and we specialize in supplying uh, really high performance uh, timber frame, aluminum clad, double or triple glazed windows. And you said, what led me? Yeah, I want to hear more about where did your journey start? I know that off air we talked about even as a child and what your dad did and how that may have even been as far back as then as when this all began. Yeah, that's that's true. Uh, So I grew up in in Europe and um, probably going back to my childhood, like you, Anthony, said, my dad built our own home and obviously a few other projects, but just by building our own home, he chose to use this high performance timber frame double glaze windows and i just had uh, the benefits of experience like experience the benefits firsthand if that makes sense i mean one of the things that i was interested in the words that you used was um you use the word healthy homes like your mm-hmm. dad was building healthy homes and, and you know this is like well before it, we even knew what double glazing was in australia let alone a healthy home yeah so and i'm talking about like yeah, going back to my childhood, my dad was building healthy homes and he built our uh, our own family home. And we obviously just couldn't go on Google and research what this healthy home is. So, so yeah, he chose obviously the right things, the right ventilation, insulation, and uh, the main, com- com- like the main, my most probably important thing is the right fenestration. So he picked the like timber frame, double glazed windows to install into our family home. So I think it's the main free like insulation, ventilation, and obviously the good quality windows led to have us a super tiny like bills, energy bills during winter, and obviously almost no bills in summer. And most people were extremely surprised if we we usually live in a two bedroom apartment and had a higher bills than in our like three story family home which is super, super cool. Mm. That, so was that even new age, I guess, for even at that time for your dad to have that kind of progression or was this something that was relatively normal? It, the windows was a new thing because, uh, yeah, the windows was definitely a new thing. 
But even the older house, we actually, when I look back, we all been double glazed, mm -hmm. just with no argon and just a simple glazing. Mm -hmm. So actually all of the windows going back, I mean, from 60, 70 years, we all had like a timber, just a simple timber frame, not engineered. So obviously it's not as good for um, insulation perspective and all been double glazed. So it's not a big deal to have a double glazed in that type of climate and going 50, 60 years back even. Wow. Um, fast forwarding, you've now uh, decided to go into that side of the industry yourself and look at windows, fenestration. Is, um, I suppose we know what led you to this, but it's clearly your passion. Is this something that you've known from very early on and now that it's led to you creating your own window company and not just a window company, but I might let you take it away and talk a bit more about that. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Anthony. So it actually was another big factor in my life that I really realized that I have to be more focused about sustainability. And that's when my son was born, right? I think when we become a parent, we always think, okay, I want to leave a legacy. I need to lead by example of sustainability, just really focus about the climate change. And um, when we moved back to Australia about three years ago, I saw a massive gap in the market for high-performance windows with natural materials. Like as we, like Australians love their timber, everything like timber flooring, natural materials, and it wasn't a product really that had that high-performance window with a natural material. So it just was a clear gap in the market. <clears throat> Gosh, I would... I would dare to say that it would be 80% or something, probably aluminium windows in Australia. Like the, the thought of timber was mm. something that was probably foreign to us as it was, even though, even though we do have, I agree, a love of timber. Mm. Like it's, um, mm. yeah, I, I can see why you, you've felt that way. <laughs> yeah, and I felt bad, not, I kind of, I, I felt the need to show, basically it was a gap of education, if that makes sense. It's mm -hmm. not, you don't know what you don't know, right? Mm -hmm. I grew up, growing up with that, I experienced that window for over 30 years and it's no, that doesn't exist here. So it's, I felt really, I have to do something about it. Yeah. Avangalia um, has spent some time in Europe herself and I'm sure you can agree or test mm. to what your experiences have been like. Yeah. It's just interesting. The, the, the level of acceptance is, is it's very similar to what you say. You don't know what you don't know. So, yeah. you know, when you are privy to living in a household that has a higher quality glazing, you know, it's very difficult to come back to, to, to the Australian standard. Um, particularly in my house, I have a circa 1950s weatherboard home and the, 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 the glazing, um, well, put it this way, I cracked one just by shutting the window. <laughs> so, yeah, it's uh, it's worlds apart, um, you know, the quality of the, the fenestration and the quality of the, the internal environment can make a massive yeah. difference. So I'm very appreciative of high-quality fenestration, high to say the least. <laughs> um, but can you tell us, Monica, um, in your opinion, what, what makes the glazing at EcoSky so unique? And, and if you like, maybe tell us a little bit about the U values that you can achieve, um, particularly mm -hmm. with not just the, the fenestration but the, gla the, the framing as well. Yeah, so I think it's important to think about the whole window system as a package instead of just a glazing. And uh, obviously we... We supply a high quality double glazing, double or triple glazing filled with argon. But I think what makes us really different is 
our timber frame, like it's 98 mil thick timber frame cladded with aluminum, which wow. is, yeah, 98 mil thick. Yeah. So can As I a just, standard product. If, if, <clears throat> in, in terms of 98 mil thick, what is that, Anthony, technically? Is, is How different is that to the standard just to give the, the listeners an idea of why is that different <clears throat> to what we currently oh gosh well a single f- single glazed aluminium frame window might be at best i don't know around 35 millimeters or okay. something like that right. and to put in perspective a standard timber stud in australia is only 90 millimeters thick mm-hmm. these window frames yeah. are thicker than a standard 90 millimeter mm. stud frame mm. yeah so it's from insulation perspective, it's incredible if that makes sense. Where you values we can achieve as as a, from a frame perspective, it's I can't I can't even explain. It's incredible what we can achieve, mm. and uh, combined with glazing, like one of the projects we quoting right now, we achieved that 0.69 U value basically. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. So. Give, again, some context here <clears throat> to what that means, if everyone doesn't mind. Single glazed, um, maybe six, um, if, I, if I'm cr- like sort of thinking properly. So you're talking decimals here. Um, so, you know, this is uh, performing significantly better. Then if we sort of slide down that scale, most double glazed aluminum window systems here might be doing a four-ish, something around that, or mid-threes. And then even the UPVC double glazed systems that we work with um, quite regularly as well are at 1.6. So you're just, can I get you to just mention the number again? Sorry, Monica. Yeah. It was a triple glazed window and 0.69. Okay. Um, do you know what that converts to approximately as a U value? Is it insulation value? Like is it one mm. something? No, that's all right. Oh, we'll, we'll, we can do that. You can sort of divide that number by one. That's gives... not, it's not by insulation value, where U value? It's the inverse. Ah, you know, okay. the inverse of our R value here, and it differs around the world. So mm-hmm. we've got to be mindful okay. because even though it's called R value in America and R value here, yep. they're actually totally different numbers as well. And then, yeah, so if we convert um, the that 0.6 by sort of dividing it by one is the rule of thumb, it'll kind of give you the inverse, which is the R value. Um, and we can kind of, what we do with that is we compare that against, say, the insulation R value of the wall. So we can right, do a real okay. life comparisons and it's really significant. So if we have a typical 90 mil um, timber stud wall with an R2.5 bat in it, and then yep. you've got, you know, single glazing aluminum windows, well, you might only have like an R value of point, um, point six or seven or, or, sorry, no, the other way worse, like point one or two. So you've yep. got this. R2.5 bat in the wall, but realistically, the window performance is only the equivalent of about R.1 or 2, whereas what you're describing, I think, is closer to an R value of a a whole number of 1 or higher. Significant. That is a massive, massive deal. Mm. Yeah, and it's, it's, yeah, and you can feel it, actually. You can feel it inside a house that is a a high-quality glazing installed. Mm. So... Having said that, Monica, um, and and with your experience with Australian households, comparatively speaking to what you're familiar with, what what do you personally? What's your opinion on the the quality of glazing that you see installed in households <laughs> residential in Australia? Oh, I mean, oh, you know, we can tell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, like histo- historically, it's just I think the vast majority of a housing has like Anthony said, like aluminium frame with single glaze window. And I'm not even sure how did we even come up with that uh, idea. Mm. Uh, 
obviously most people say it's because of a climate we don't need a good quality windows so because it's always hot mm. I, I i still don't i don't understand it how it came came up with that idea maybe just from a price perspective or or not have knowledge and experience of manufacturing a like european style window and uh, obviously it's a lot of mid-range double glazed windows that's what i which is like uh, even Anthony said, like uh, aluminum windows with double glaze with U value of four or something like this. And I think that's where we come in a uh, high performance double, triple glaze windows or any glazing specifications you need, we can achieve it. Mm. So, yeah, it's, I believe it's like three different areas of the windows. Yeah. In the current market. <clears throat> I'm sure it had price had something to do with it initially. Um, and Australia only recently, comparatively to the world, only recently began to insulate homes and actually even put wraps on it. And it started to make them a little bit more airtight up up until, I I mean, most homes, and you probably have this in your own home among Leah, as I do, but we still have vents in our plasterboard that Mm -hmm. go just straight to outside air. So they were, that was a great idea. We thought ventilating your homes, you know, you've got fires burning in there. You want to have, make sure you've got lots of ventilation. Um, so as soon, once we started introducing insulation and we became a little bit more airtight and we removed those components from our homes as we started to use uh, electrical heating and cooling devices, we realized that all of a sudden that that aluminium single glazed window is not really a great component to include in that overall system. Is the surface temperature is always going to be cold. Um, you know, if there's a couple of occupants in a bedroom and during the night they've combined maybe six or seven litres have transpired and it, it's got to go somewhere and it's going to go straight to that cold surface of the aluminium window and it's going to condensate and then you're going to end up with mould and all of these things now we're sort of going, scratching our heads going, why is this happening? And the amount of people who still wake up and go, why have I got condensation all over my windows on the inside too, mind you, um, and they're getting sick because the indoor air quality is now reduced. Well, yeah. actually, you can put a good quality window in there, especially timber, because that surface temperature is going to be way more consistent to that of the wall, um, right. and it'll it'll really improve things dramatically. So, I think that's the backstory. If I was going to put it in a quick five uh, minute rundown, hmm. well, I had experience with myself living it while we when we moved back to rent a place for like a few months until we bought a house, and it was a brand new build mm. and had double glazed aluminium windows. And it was crazy. I had to have a window open all the time yeah. because I didn't want that condensation and obviously mold in my bathrooms. It was well, for a four-month's old apartment building. That must have been eating away at you because you knew what could be done. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, it, and in winter, you have to have a window open. It just doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah, it's not a great. It's not yeah. a smart ventilation strategy, is it? That um, the peak of winter, you want to conserve energy. That you'll have to open a window to combat these things. But that's a whole discussion for another day yeah. as well. <laughs> it's it's ventilation. Yeah, it is. <laughs> the only other thing I might ask further to that is, um, I mean, we're talking about things that are very much aligned with passive house, and that is that is a strong movement here in Australia for very good reasons yeah. because it does tick all these boxes. Is this something that you're also catering for? Um, because your components, I suppose, are they sort of uh, passive house certified components? Yeah. So the company, we actually, the company, but a partnership from manufacturing perspective, we have we produced a first passive house certified window back in Europe in two thousand and the first ever, the first ever. Wow. We got a we got actually certification back in Austria as a first passive house windows, but at the moment our windows are not passive house certified. Because uh, we, the company that they work with, 
export to all different mm. markets. And every single market needs a different passive health certification from a climate zone. Aha, uh-huh. okay. But we we produce a windows of U values of, yeah, we can achieve any U values based, not any, sorry, up to <laughs> zero, usually 0.8, but for specific projects, we can do it like 0.69 and things like that. So we can manufacture into to passive health certification levels, if that makes sense. Amazing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You mentioned earlier, um, Monica, that you were a passionate advocate for, you know, all things sustainable in the environment. So why is it that you chose fenestration as your weapon for change? What was it that? Um, yeah, so I probably the, the, the first thing I, like my husband and I, we looked at our own carbon emission footprint, basically, and we only have one car. And uh, and when we moved back to Australia, we basically our biggest carbon emission was our energy consumption consumption at home. Mm. And then you compare that here or living in Europe, we lived in Luxembourg for a few years before we moved back. It was all come down to windows actually, to high quality windows because the numbers were shocking. We're like, why our energy consumption is so high here? Like we couldn't understand it. So we measure every single thing, why, and yeah, it all came back to high quality windows. Mm. And another thing is like Anthony said, it was, it's a movement towards a passive house building. So people are hungry for high quality windows, high performing windows and sustainable windows, like from raw materials. So I just wanted to fill that gap mm. and yeah, and just look basically what I can do on my personal level mm. from to, yeah pushing towards sustainability <clears throat> well thank you because mm. yeah the, i think there definitely is <clears throat> demand for it here and it, it's always great to have you know more options i suppose for people out there to consider and and also to learn from um i might dig a bit deeper on the sustainability side of things as well you mentioned um and correct me if i'm wrong but the your materials are sustainably sourced as well so the timber themselves oh, yeah. are yeah would you be able to expand a bit more on that monica yeah, so we, a company as well, but a partnership, we have a forest stewardship certificate. So for every single tree we cut for the windows, we plant another. And we everything is just raw, sustainable, because it's healthy for us. It's to have that raw timber at home. It's with like timber briefs and it's just healthy for people inside the house, if that makes sense. And it's healthy for the planet. Yeah. <clears throat> Hi. Thanks for taking the time to come and have a look at the Hybrid Home course. It's been produced by Outlier Studio and we've been working on it for the last 18 months. Look, we cover all the topics that you're going to need to be able to upskill and learn a little bit more about how you can have a higher performing home. We look at energy efficient housing design in general, orientation, air tightness, insulation, ventilation, thermal bridging, glazing, and we do touch on cost a little bit too. Although disclaimer, it's only at the current time of recording that we've been able to put those forward. You'll find everything from as-built verifications in which we have our own services and advice, helpful handouts that touch on all of the topics that we discussed that you can see on the left-hand side here in the video. We consider things in detail like how we go about recording our height for shading. We also do some demonstrations on how to achieve better results in an ATERS assessment. You'll see what looks like when we do our inspections and see the thermal bridging occurring. And you can also have a look at a previous um, presentation from Builders Declare that we did. We look at the importance of ventilated cavities and the right wraps and moisture control, as well as the ventilation systems. Thermal bridging is a big one that we touch on and a step-by-step process of how to install a window. On top of that, you've got all these fantastic construction details you can use for projects yourselves and in your documentation. 
We look at all the best practices, high performance, and even airtight construction as well in these details. So please take the opportunity now to purchase the course. You will not regret it. Um, so I'm going to just ask a few questions to get a better understanding of like what the product's capable of and maybe some of the integrations mm -hmm. into those as well, because I'm sure by now some certain people are like, I need some windows for my home or my building. Um, tell me more. <laughs> so the, I know when it comes to timber species in Australia, where particularly in regional areas or regions that have bushfire management overlays, um, this mm -hmm. is something that you're able to provide an outside uh, skin of aluminium to then meet the certification or meet the requirements of a non-combustible? So, yes, correct, Anthony. We can do both. Um, no, blah, blah, sorry. Yes, correct, Anthony. We can provide that with, as our windows come in two different types, as I have a timber window inside and outside. And another option is timber window cladded with aluminium from the outside, which is obviously bushfire safe. And we can put any glazing to to work with a bushfire rating if it's bell 12 bell 19 or bell even 29 actually even bell we can achieve up to, up to bell 40. Mm. wow with six mil toughened glass yeah yeah well, that's that's amazing yeah there's not too many timber windows that i'm aware of that can meet a bell 40. so mm. that's yeah really helpful mm. um yeah. the mm. i mean let's talk fly screens insects and bugs are a big thing in australia so that's another thing that you've been able to um tackle <laughs> Yeah, so, and I, I actually really love our fly screens. It's just from aesthetic point of view, like just a nice feature as we have retractable fly screen, which oh. is... How does that work? Yeah, explain that. How does that work? Yeah, yeah. so the, the first thing from aesthetic point of view, the frame comes same color like as your like as your window color from the outside. So you can't even see that the fly screen is attached. And then you need a fly screen in summer. It just you just retracts down basically and then you don't need it it goes up it in a way that's all integrated into the door Beautiful. and when, yeah yeah um, it's it's really cool <clears throat> um and external okay so two more things because we're going to dive into national construction code changes now so yeah. They're getting close, although just in the last 24 hours, we have seen um, a little bit of an announcement saying that there's going to be another 12-month grace period for this. But I'm sure for most people who are listening, they're pretty much like, hey, we're ready to go now. So I think we've touched on the energy efficiency side of things fairly uh, in depth. So big tick. The second one is livability. So we need to be able to provide zero threshold entries. And I may have misremembered this, but do you have like integrated strip drain systems and things as such that can go on the outside of the doors for water management that allow Correct. pretty much zero threshold entries? Yeah, exactly. So we have doors with zero or five mil thresholds <laughs> and uh, all the sliding systems uh, comes with an integrated uh, water. Drain? System. Yeah, integrated drain. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So it's... Super cool. <clears throat> Amazing. Yeah. And the other one, I mean, I'm, I guess I'm kind of asking now because I guess I'm fanning on this a little bit because I'm really impressed with the product and I can see all the integrations and I'm like, this is amazing. So apologies for those who are listening who are going, come on, get to the point. <laughs> um, but external uh, shading as well is massive when we have airtight buildings, particularly in passive house. So again, one of the biggest issues that we have with this is that when aesthetically integrating in external shutters or blinds for um, protection against the sun entering into the home and causing overheating. That's another thing I think I noted that you can also do is um, have uh, external shading, um, particularly vertical blinds are what I'm most interested in and they can be a fabric mm -hmm. as opposed to a solid as well. Is this another thing that can be done? 
Yes, correct, Anthony. Yeah, we work because we work with most 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 of our projects are architectural projects, and obviously aesthetics is a quite a big thing. And yeah, we can provide external blinds, external awnings, but it's only for is only supplementing my windows. If that makes sense, I don't want to be a blind business or something like this. It's just it's just for people. Okay, let's. I have a project and I really need a different blind or something. Yes, let's work together and we can we have we have a big range of of blinds or external shading basically mm. um i think your product already meets all of the requirements for all the new national construction code like uh requirements i guess that are coming into effect very soon so mm-hmm. that's also something that's challenging for certain suppliers or manufacturers is hey our products used to tick the box but now we've got to reassess this and look at how we're going to alter this to meet the new requirements or new regulations um come october 23 or it could be later we'll find out um mm-hmm. soon enough um is there anything further that you think that you've um I suppose, looking to implement in your product range? Anything new and exciting that's on the horizon or anything that might be to address the new National Construction Code? Mm. Yeah, uh, no, I'm just, Anthony, I'm just happy as well that the National Construction Code is changing and is getting better and hopefully it's going to get pushed more towards passive home style building. And uh, so from our point of view, the windows that we provide is not going to, nothing is going to change. We are very proud what the product we can offer we, we can offer but i think the thinking on education of the consumers will change and yes. uh, yeah and which is a huge thing and probably it's going to be a bigger like a big it's probably more important for people with a middle range double glazed windows but hopefully some people will will say Let, let's get high performance double glazed windows if that makes sense <clears throat> absolutely i mean it in my experience, doing energy ratings and PHPP, it, it is the one thing that you can absolutely incorporate into a design that will just drastically improve the energy rating or the results um, for certification for PHPP as well. So, yeah, it's I can agree with that for certain. Um, I think yeah, gone yeah. are the days of those single glazed aluminium windows in our climate, cooler climate zones at least anyway. Yeah. 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 And, yeah, you will never regret by choosing the highest quality product you can get. Like... You're just not going to regret. <laughs> and that, that actually leads into the next question I wanted to ask. And, I mean, I know there may be a little bit of bias flying around, obviously, but, you know, it, it when should clients consider, you know, sort of, prioritizing quality fenestration in a in a project because quite often what we see is that you know um, sometimes client can be really sort of fixed on some nicer finishes or different components of a building and fenestration mm-hmm. can be pushed back down on that sort of priority list in terms of spending the money is, is that um, you know wh- when should they sort of take a step back and say look really if we want this building to be performing at its highest level and still look beautiful um you know it's in your opinion should that be at the top of the priority list obviously it should but yeah yes yes Anthony is laughing (laughs) yes uh, I I I think it should be but you know it's a lot of like if you take a step back and uh, I think it's a lot of like cost of living pressures at the moment Mm -hmm. and for people just think about the costs obviously but I think that that basically you never have you shouldn't save our money on a good quality fenestration never ever mm. as a good quality fenestration makes a good quality building and actually by the end like at the end it's gonna save you money on energy bills like it will be better for you if you invest now and yeah. most people actually are extremely surprised if we're looking at a middle middle range 
like double glazed windows, it's actually not as such a big jump to get a high performance double glazed windows from the cost perspective. Mm-hmm. So yeah, most people are really surprised and really happy that we explored another option. <clears throat> Mm. That this is a discussion that um, gosh, it's just a, it's evolving so quickly that when's the payback period for these things? You know, the cost um, to value ratio, so to speak. And I mean, they're indicating energy pricing is doubling again within a very short period of time. So that that cost to value ratio, it's it's shortening very quickly. And unfortunately, I guess our mindset is um, a little bit uh, juvenile in Australia, maybe comparatively to others um, around the world. And we kind of making those decisions now, like just based on a cost perspective, rather than thinking about, hey, we're going to be living in this house in 10 years time. What the hell are energy pricing price is going to be like then? We're, yeah. we're not, I don't know if we, I don't think I've ever sat down and the first thing I've spoken about is forecasting for what the cost of operating and cooling and heating a home is going to be. It's more about, hey, what that cost you? Oh, I can do that myself. You know, it's, mm-hmm. um, that seems to be yeah. more the approach that we have. And that's, as you say, I think that's going to be um, something that's going to change quite quickly in our, you know, in our country, in the climate that we're in at the moment, mm-hmm. given those pressures, external pressures that we're, f- we're feeling. Um, yeah, yeah I, I mean, this is a thing that we talk about quite often, windows and glazing and fenestration um, in mm. the office. And we do have that um, thought or mentality that, hey, spend more money on the windows um, and glazing mm. package and maybe look at reducing some of the finished materials in areas that you won't see. You know, does the guest bathroom really need to have the high-end stone finishes or you could just maybe put something that's a little bit more affordable in there and spend that remaining money on your window package, which is going to benefit you from now until, you know, well into the future. Mm-hmm. I think there's something to be said also about having um, those tangible examples because there's not an awful lot. I mean, personally, I don't know that many people that have a, a high functioning home with, you know, high level fenestration. And if I did, you know, each time I go there and experience that quality in, internal environment, I'd probably think, yeah, I'd definitely put that high on my priority list. But unfortunately, the standard here is probably not quite there yet, well, generally speaking. Monica, you're ticking both the boxes, aesthetically pleasing and performing. <laughs> so. I'm very passionate. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Um, so are we thinking of asking the last, are we okay to ask the last question? We have question? to ask the last question. We don't <laughs> mind if you really speak your mind on this last question. It's one that we ask every single guest. And I guess we've kind of split it in two to make sure that you've got a bit more flexibility in which way you want to approach the answer. Do you want to take this one, Vangalia? So are we asking as we've got it, or did you have something else in mind? No, Anthony? that's yep. it. Okay, so Monica, <laughs> if yes. you had one wish to change something in the NCC, yeah. Or in the industry, what would it be? Less. Thank you for this great question. <laughs> uh, I think it would be a couple of things. And I think the most important thing for everyone who is thinking of building a home in the future would be that we would have a push towards a passive home, at least design or principles build. So that will be a better building for everyone, right? And for for us and, and the environment mm-hmm. and obviously i believe we about possibly documentation of installation pro- process of a oh, good quality so installation on that. we cannot forget the importance of this <laughs> the installation and you know a good quality slab about the installation basically of the pro process so yeah passive passive home passive home and eco-friendly homes 
which obviously have all double glaze windows and high performance double glaze windows because it's very big difference between double glaze mid-range double glaze windows and high performance double glaze windows. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, yeah, it's a very uh, logical response to hear that from yourself. So I totally agree. Um, yeah, it would be amazing to have a set requirement in our national construction code, I think, that uh, I guess forces that a little bit more to occur as well. So maybe some minimum performance values for glazing, that would be yeah. helpful. Um, but yeah, it's uh, the, I suppose I'd love for people to be able to get in contact with you too, Monica. Um, you know, how do people go about finding you? What's the best method to do so? Um, how can they find more information on the product as well? So we actually have a quite newish website launched uh, a month ago. So it's the best way just to jump on our website is ecosky.com.au. And yeah, you'll find most of the information and it's, it's a contact button. Yet you can send an email to us and we super friendly team and yes we'll get back to you very very soon oh that's mm -hmm. great and is there any um operational samples um that i suppose people can have get access to have you got anyone in adelaide or thereabouts i know that i'm going to put my hand up and request some of that moving forward so anyone who's interested to have a look they can drop by our office and uh have a look so yeah so we our basically our home is our home is actually our kind of display home for our windows so people can come like contact us by appointment only and we have people coming through and mm. in the future we're gonna have some samples as well like to you anthony and a few other people who would like some and yeah no that's no problem at all <clears throat> well yeah that's wonderful. thank you monica i mean yeah immediately upon when we first met and, and chatted like it was quite evident how passionate you were about doing better um, and I can see massive things for yourself moving forward. I mean, the product is exceptional. The performance is, you know, through the roof and you yourself, um, speak volumes for where this is going to, to move for you. And, uh, I, I encourage anyone who's looking at, uh, timber, um, or timber alley, uh, clad options for their window door glazing packages to definitely reach out to you. Um, there's no limitations on where they can be delivered or anything as such, is there? No, we, yeah, we provide Australia wide. Yeah, no problems. <clears throat> we are speaking with the guys in Tasmania as well. So it's, yeah, it's everywhere. Cool. There's a shipping port we can deliver. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, we've got no problems being an island in Australia. So <laughs> no. it's wonderful. Thank you so much, Monica, for your time and taking time out of your busy schedule. Really appreciate it. Yes. Yeah. Thank you, guys. You. Thank you for having us. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, Monica. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Outlier podcast. You can find helpful links and contact information regarding this episode in our show notes and on our website, outlierstudio.com.au forward slash podcast. If you like our show, please leave a review and make sure you subscribe to never miss a new episode. If you have further questions for us or want to share some additional feedback, please feel free to DM us on Instagram or Facebook. Until next time on the Outlier podcast. <laughs>